Welcome to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, a foster and adoptive and bio mama and a therapist in private practice. I'm here to help foster mamas feel seen, heard, and supported on their journey. From quick, actionable steps to make your foster care journey easier to interviews with foster and adoptive mamas, the Fearless Fostering Podcast delivers education and encouragement weekly. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burse, LCSW, and today I am going to talk to the married couples who might be listening, or at least the wives. I want to share with you 10 communication skills married couples should practice. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because I firmly believe as a therapist and a foster mama that if you are married, the foundation that you set for your whole family is your marriage. And so when your marriage is healthy and intact, when you're taking care of your marriage, you are doing such a service to your family. And conversely, when you don't, it's very tough to take care of your family well if you are feeling like you and your spouse are not communicating clearly, if things are not going well for you in your marriage. So as a therapist, I honestly often find myself helping clients adjust their communication skills. And I teach them to be true to themselves in conversation while communicating in a way that maintains the relationships with their loved ones and help them to get what they need. And it is a tall order, but it can be done. So I want to take a look at these 10 communication skills that I consistently teach married couples so they can have the healthiest possible relationship, again, for the benefit of the entire family. So the first one is to set limits with your cell phone. So first, we need to be very honest. It's not just our kids that love their screen time. How many times have we found ourselves sitting in the same room as our spouse or perhaps even next to each other, but we're both in our own worlds staring at that alluring little screen in front of us? I'm raising my hand too. It's an easy trap to fall into to be sure. Now to avoid unintentionally ignoring your spouse, talk about ways that you can both set limits with your cell phone. And maybe it's that the after dinner hours are reserved for face-to-face time with each other, or perhaps you take a break from screens altogether on a specific day of the week. Just start small and make adjustments to your cell phone limits as needed. Okay, number two, pause before responding. This is one of the most difficult communication skills for married couples and for good reason. When we start to feel anger in our body or become flooded with some other difficult emotion like anxiety, guilt, or shame, it can be very difficult to communicate clearly and nicely. So practice pausing before you respond when you can feel strong emotions rising within you. You can remind yourself to do this by silently counting to five or even just saying, hmm, or okay, after your spouse finishes speaking. Sometimes just that momentary pause is all it takes to give you a bit more time to get clear on what you want to say as well as the best way to say it. All right, number three, tell the truth. While it may be tempting to tell a little white lie here or there, or even sugarcoat the truth, even those seemingly innocent deceptions can damage marriages in the long run. So try to be completely honest with your spouse, even in small matters. When you tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, you have nothing to hide from your spouse, and that trust sets the foundation for healthy communication in a marriage. Okay, number four, be vulnerable. So along with telling the truth, it's important to share how you're really feeling with your spouse. Being vulnerable is a communication skill that many married couples overlook, especially as our lives are busy with work and chauffeuring our kids from place to place and meeting the demands of managing the household. Those things can all get in the way. 
So set aside intentional time with your spouse to ask how they're doing in all the areas of their life. Be an attentive listener while they tell you. Likewise, share how you're really doing with your spouse in all the areas of your life. This will not only relieve some of your emotional burdens, but it's also going to help you grow closer together as a married couple. Okay, number five, set boundaries. So boundaries are important in every relationship, but especially in a marriage, which may come as a surprise to you. Essentially, boundaries are a way to ensure that resentment does not start to grow in your marriage. So notice any time you start to feel resentful of your spouse, perhaps because you asked them to help you with something and they forgot, or you find yourself getting in the same argument over and over again. Bring awareness to why you are feeling resentful and what took place that led up to your feeling that way. When things are calm, Have an honest conversation with your spouse about what you feel needs to happen in the future to prevent things from turning out the same way. Remember, boundaries are an act of love. Setting boundaries means that you care about preserving your relationship. Number six, speak your spouse's love language and teach them to speak yours. So you may have heard of the popular book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, and for good reason. It's one of the books that I recommend married couples read most to improve their communication skills. And in it, Chapman outlines that people often feel most loved in one of five ways, through acts of service, gifts, physical touch, words of affirmation, or quality time. Once you and your spouse know how you feel most loved, you can be intentional about speaking each other's love language by making a commitment to give them more of what they need, which in turn is going to set them up to want to give you more of what you need. So it's really a win-win. Number seven is switch up your environment. Sometimes married couples find themselves in a communication rut, perhaps feeling like they have a slightly different version of the same conversation over and over again. If this is the case, consider switching up your environment. This can be as simple as hanging out in a different room of the house than you normally do, or as complex as taking a vacation somewhere totally new. You'll be surprised by how simply being somewhere new together encourages all sorts of conversations that wouldn't have otherwise come up. Number eight, enlist professional help. This is perhaps my favorite communication skill for married couples. Get help. Most married couples who come into my office for counseling have waited to do so until it's an obvious last-ditch effort to stay together. And while there's certainly a time to enlist the help of a therapist, uh, that's a good one, it would be much more beneficial and much, much more successful if couples came to a therapist at the first sign of marital distress. Why wait until things get so bad that you need the intervention of a professional when you can grow and learn together regularly and ahead of any major signs of trouble? If you've never tried couples counseling before, I recommend just going once and giving it a try. You might be surprised at what comes up and actually you might even enjoy it. Okay, number nine, reminisce together. This is a super fun one. So take a trip down memory lane with your spouse by looking at photos from an old album, discussing when you were first dating, or even by watching a movie that you watched in the early years of your relationship. Give yourself the opportunity to recreate the feelings of your first years together before life got as hectic as it is now. This communication skill honestly pays dividends in bringing couples closer together. And last but not least, ask for what you need. Don't expect your spouse to be a mind reader. You're not a mind reader and neither are they. So get in the habit of asking for specifically what you need from each other and not taking it as criticism when you do. Simply bring awareness to the fact that you and your spouse are complex, ever-changing humans, and that means that your needs are going to change over time as well. Create a safe space to ask for what you need as well as inviting your spouse to do the same. 
So I hope those suggestions are helpful to you. And I want to let you know before we wrap up, I have a free class available on my website, fearlessfostering.com. It is called How to Stop Yelling at the People You Love. This can include your spouse. It's all the ways that I teach my clients to communicate effectively and to deal with your underlying difficult emotions so that they don't spew out onto your spouse, your kids, and everyone else in your life. So you can check that out as well as tons of other freebies on my website, fearlessfostering.com. Thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you again soon.